and welcome to the Tea Party Policy Chat. I'm Scott Harris, your constitutional patriot behind the red pill mic and on the red pill cam. And on th- today's episode of the Tea Party Policy Chat podcast, we are going to be talking about Rashida Tlaib's censor vote. We're going to be talking about Ilan Omar, and we're going to do it in in under 30 minutes. Let's so we're going to let's get started. Here at the Tea Party Policy Chat, we drink tea while we're watching these podcasts and doing podcasting. And today's tea is Earl Grey Tea from Tivana. I'm drinking it in my Let's Go Brandon tea mug. Let's go, Brandon. I do not like your mental haze. I do not like your leftist ways. I do not like your sun on blow. I do not like you, Sleepy Joe. There you go. And we're going to get started today. I have some very, very interesting um, uh, videos all teed up and ready to go. And one of those is, uh, we're going to get started with the, with the vote um, of Ilion Omar. And here we, <laughs> this is, this, this is an exciting, interesting, there is, both good and bad here. The good, bad is the four um, is the four nay votes of the Republican Party. Four Republicans voted nay, and this what this is is this is to censure uh, Rashia Tlaib. Basically, this removes her from from committee assignment. She's not allowed to speak on the floor. That kind of stuff. All she does is get to vote. That's it. That she oh she gets to vote. That's it. She cannot she cannot speak from the floor. She has no privileges. Nothing, and. Um, but see, here's the thing. Um, the why did why are they doing this? Because why are they doing this is a good question. Uh, so so let's as you could s- saw on the screen, it's it's complete and total. Um, basically, the complete and total insanity that she does. Um, of her, of her complete and total statements of pur- pure evil, and I have, I have. We're gonna, and I'm pulling, I'm gonna pull one up. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm doing this on the fly here because this is not what I originally planned to do, and but see that that's that's what you do when you get here. This is I record these live. Um, the only time I stop or redo it is when I have when I'm, I'm having technical difficulties. And for the record, this is the second time I'm doing this because I had bad I had a um, a problem with the um, with my uh, uh, video sound for one for the audio output, and it was it's just one of those things that happens. And here, here we go. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Uh, well, I'm gonna have to go to my Facebook page. Yes, my Facebook page. I have it on my Facebook. <laughs> um, here you have Ilion Omar. This woman is, uh, or not, Talib, 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 Talib. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? 
I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. I want to get to this, to this video. She is completely and totally insane. <laughs> um, and and there is no legitimacy for this woman whatsoever. She is pure evil incarnate. Um, if you cannot denounce the beheading of babies, in my viewpoint, you have no morality. You have no um, nothing that basically uh, nothing that no value whatsoever. Um, that you have. You have complete and total um, disregard for um, for complete and total ins you are insane. You have you have no right to say to, to chant from the river to the sea and then at the same time claim to be a moral person. You can't do that. That you that that's that in and of itself is immoral, okay? And I'm getting down to the reels here. Is is I'm trying to find it. I had this this set up to where to where this person, this Talib person, is she's uh okay uh this is complete and total. We're going to we're gonna we're gonna pause while I find the video. Because I don't want to run out of time here. Uh, we're going to pause. We're going to pause. We're going to pause. We're going to pause. Okay, we're back. Sorry about the delay. Um, but I, I, I couldn't find the exact uh, video. Um, I guess it's been pulled down. <laughs> uh, but here's another one. It, this is from uh, this is from Sekulo. From, um, uh, this is basically the uh, Christian and uh, Jewish uh, coalition. Um, to support each other and and here and and this this is what we're going to find out about this is why they are censoring her okay this is uh okay today on seculo congresswoman talib amplifies the river to the sea call for the destruction of israel river to the sea means death to all jews and the wiping off of israel off of the face of the earth that's what it means. That's the meaning of that phrase. Keeping you informed and engaged, now more than ever, this is Seculo. We want to hear from you. Share and post your comments or call. Yeah, go to Seculo. Um, uh, this is his video. Um, so show social so support to him. Go to and, and, and subscribe to his, to his channel. Um, into his podcast and and so check be sure to do that because uh, this is from his work and I'm and I'm just wanting to get to the to the information 1-800-684-3110 and now your host Jordan Seculo welcome to Seculo we're taking your calls 1-800-684-3110 that's 1-800-684-3110 a lot going on uh, this week we're going to be talking about some of that today on the broadcast, what we'll be doing as well. But you've got, again, growing tensions around the world as you've seen a growth in public anti-Semitism. People taking to the streets all over the world, not just denouncing Israel, but denouncing Jews. And we have our own members of Congress who are in that squad group now trying to defend language that has been used since the 1960s by the Palestinian Liberation Organization. The phrase you may have heard, uh, this phrase is very simple, from the river to the sea. 
So you think about, we can put the image up on the screen, the sea being the Mediterranean, the river being the Jordan River. See, this is explaining what that meaning of that phrase is, that she has been chanting, that Talib and others, Ilan Omar and these others have been, uh, Corey Bush, all of these people, these, the squad, this is what they're talking about. If the Jews were pushed out of between the river and the sea, where are the Jews? They're eliminated. And yet Rashida Tlaib, who promotes this statement, that defended it in a statement on X or Twitter, as people know. She said, from the river to the sea is an aspirational call for freedom, human rights and peaceful coexistence, not death, destruction or hate. Well, she's totally that's totally a lie. OK, so uh, Representative Tlaib is, li is lying. Of course she knows that. This is a phrase, as Jordan said, that the PLO originated in the early uh, 1964, actually. And so here, here's. I just wanted to. I wanted to get to that point here. This is the meaning of the phrase. It originated from the PLO. Okay, where a phrase originates is the meaning of the phrase. For example, oh, I'm not a communist. I'm a progressive. Oh, really? Who came up with the term Joseph Stalin? He ordered the, the American Communist Party to start calling themselves progressives and not communists. That's the realities. We need to, we, we, we that are red-pilled, okay, we that are red-pilled are basically are awakened to reality, okay? That's what I, pro I wanted to play. I, I'm glad I found this video and I subscribed to his channel. It's the official ACLJ. Uh, this is this is basically um, a law organization. This is a they fight for constitutional rights. They fight for liberty. Okay, so ch um, so so check out the official ACLJ channel on YouTube. So check it out and subscribe to it, please, and ring the bell, hit the like, and all the other stuff. Okay, <laughs> for for that channel. But um, but see that is. That is the point I was trying to make with that video, okay? Because I wanted the the key the key to understanding this is is this these are from her own statements, and here you have lawyers are basically explaining where that phrase comes from, is from the PLO from 1964 for the war they had in in Israel from then they were trying they invaded the war, that's where this comes from. That's where this comes from. And Hamas's core principle is the destruction and killing of Jews. That's, that's what it is. And now what's on the screen, what you're looking here, is the vote count. You have 212 Republicans, yay. 22 Democrats, yay. You have four Republicans, nay. You have 184 Democrats, nay. For a total of 108, 188 nays, you have four present. And you have seven not voting. Okay, um, here's here's the thing. Okay, if you are present not voting, you're a coward. That's it. You are a coward. You are present and not voting. It's because you you are such a coward. You don't want to piss off anybody in your constituency. If you're a purple district or whatever, you don't want to piss off Democrats that are moderate. You don't want to. That's you're a coward. Those seven are pre are not voting. Four that are present. Okay, um, that's 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 even you're present. Uh, that's that's 
that's total cowardice. Total cowardice. So we have 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 people who are complete cowards. And five of them are Republicans. And six of them are Democrats. Well, Democrats are cowards anyway. Okay, so that's that you're putting that in place. They're they're insane anyway. But twenty-two of them were smart enough to realize I'm willing to bet these twenty-two Democrats are in pretty much toss-up seats in battleground states, in battleground districts. I'm willing to bet money on it. Okay, and they basically because I'm going to flat out tell you now, because if they were in deep blue states and deep blue seats in deep blue districts, they would vote nay because the deep blue. See, you have to realize you have to realize deep blue Democrats, right? Left mainstream Democrats. They are Marxist. The Marxist wing of the Democratic Party has taken over. And the power base, why is, why is the squad talked about so much? Why is the squad so powerful within the, within the House, right? Well, because the, among the mainstream Democratic Party, the squad represents the young people, the young um, mass voters, the leftist voters, the Marxist voters, the Black Lives Matter voters, and and um, here you read the book by Ted Cruz, the the War on uh, on Anti Woke, the the new book I don't have that name right. He the book that just dropped by Ted Cruz that just that just came out today. Um, I, I'm I'm wanting to buy it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Borders and buy it. I like to buy my books from actual bookstores. <laughs> um, I like to go into a bookstore. I like to get the book. I like to stand there and read it and, and get a coffee, go pay for it, and then sit in the coffee house and drink my coffee and read the book. That's what I like to do. And so so I do that, and I miss Borders, but you know, we have a Barnes & Noble here in town, so I'm going to go do that. Now, the thing is, is, that, is that here's the issue, right? Black Lives Matter describes themselves as a Marxist revolutionary organization, okay? And he points that out in that book. I have pointed it out in this podcast. He has pointed it out in his podcast. Other people have pointed it out in their podcast. It's even been on Fox News. It's been on, on Newsmax. It's been in the in Epoch Times newspaper. It's been in the National Review. It's been in the Washington Examiner. It's been in the New York Post. That's a reality situation, people. Even the New York Times has accepted that fact. Even the New York Times has accepted that fact. So there you go. But still, who is denying this about Black Lives Matter? MSNBC, the propaganda arm of the Democratic Party and the left. NBC, CBS, CNBC, right? CNN, NPR. These are organizations that are completely untrustworthy and have been proven so over basically the past 15 years. Okay, so that is what you need to do. But see, here's the vote. This is the vote we have here. And, and let's go on. And it does appear that the House has enough votes to censure Tlaib. You're going to work, at least according to this graphic up on screen, that's what it appears. Listen in. Does any member wish to change the 
Only in the House of Representatives can you vote. It's like, well, well, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to see, well, how is it going? I voted. I voted yes, but how is it going? Oh, I'm, I'm going to side with the majority, so I'm going to change my vote. Only in the – that's that's insane. You should not be allowed to change your vote. That, I'm serious. That That just makes me angry. And it's silence. They're just mumbling. They're walking around. This is from this is from C-SPAN, and well, the the video comes from C-SPAN. And and the thing is, here it is. That's on this vote, the yeas are 234, and the nays are 188, with four answering present. The resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. See here, he is—he's giving a chance. He's giving. This is what Demo, This is what Republicans do. We give chances to basically to show we're pro democracy. We're to show we're poor due process. So this is a due process vote. That's what this is. There's no no one can justify the insanity of this woman. That is. Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Okay, we're going to go on that. that. There's the vote. We have her censured. We're moving on. Okay. <laughs> now, here's the thing is, is what is – this is all about the anti-Semitism that, that she is massively doing. So where is the what, – what is the results of this? What is the results of this? So we're going to one of my favorite shows, Varney and Company. Oh, and Susan Lee, we came back to. She did a, a stop on Varney and Company. Love you, Susan Lee. Susan Susan Lee needs to do more time on on Varney and Company. I miss I miss her on Varney and Company. Um, I miss her. I miss. I don't get to. I'm at work when she's on later in the day. Um, but I like her when she's on the news in the morning. Uh, love Susan Lee. But that's a that's a side issue. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Republican Jewish Coalition spokesperson Sam Markstein joins me now. Sam, as I understand it, the Jewish community... This is the Republican Jewish Coalition. ...typically votes heavily Democrat. Do you think that will change? That, honestly, honestly, I, I don't understand that. There's the, the... When you break it down, okay, the Jewish vote is divided into two groups. You have the secular, non-religious culture Jews or ethnic Jews that see themselves as ethnically Jewish or that see themselves as culturally Jewish but are not religious. Then you have the Orthodox Jews, the religious group. When you're looking at the religious Jews, they're massively Republican. When you look, because they share the same values as American Christians, which are massively uh, Republican, the Christian Republicans. They hold the same values. Um, I don't understand um, people who claim to be Christian and also claim to be Democrat because, see, that right there is a cognitive dissonance. Yeah, that basically is political, internal political instability because you're espousing two viewpoints at the same time that are contradictory. Okay, the philosophical premise and ideology of the Democratic Party is 180 degrees that of, a, of, of, of every Christian religion. So no matter what your denomination is in Christianity, the main viewpoint of that religion is, is pro-life, 
faith, Christian values that have the same Judeo-Christian values, okay, of all the major denominations. You might have some wacky out there, you know, far-off outlier uh, denominations, but all the major denominations, Pentecostal, uh, uh, Baptist, American Baptist, Conservative Baptist, Southern Baptist, uh, Presbyterian, Lutheran, uh, Pentecostal, Presbyterian, I'm, I'm repeating those, um, Anglican, some of these are more leftist, they're more liberal um, than others. Some of them are accepting of homosexuality, others are not. But they all have the main pro-life aspect for the most part. All of the mainstream religions do. Now, um, for that, and the, here's the thing, is that in those denominations that have become more liberal, their popularity has shrunk. People have left those churches and gone to more conservative churches. That has that is a trend as well, but that is the background of what we're talking about here. That's right, Stu. So historically, that has been the case. Democrat uh, Jewish voters have tended to vote Democratic in years past, but the trend lines are moving towards the Republican Party. So, for example, in 2016, President Trump got 24% of the national Jewish vote. In 2020, during his re-election, he got 30% of the national Jewish vote. And just last year, in 2022, Ron DeSantis got 45% of the Jewish vote in Florida, and uh, Lee Zeldin got 46% of the Jewish vote in New York. So the trend lines are improving, and they're getting good for the Republican Party, and we very much expect that to continue into the next election as well. Uh, wow, that's, that's good to hear, because I heard, I was watching a video on CNN that I'm not putting, because it's, it's, it's illegitimate, they, they lie. But it was, it was uh, done by... Um, the the Clinton pollster um, and the Harris Group poll, which is insane, but they it was a far left poll, right? And they're trying to downplay it, right? They're saying that the, these numbers only account for the part of the religious, and the rest of the liberals are still devoutly devoutly liberal. Um, that's but see, those were all done. Those numbers that that CNN poll were using were basically prior to October seventh numbers, and prior to the there was but see they they were mixing the data right they were using poll turnouts before uh, and and there and it's really kind of the you using midterms and they're using all this other crap and they weren't using real polls numbers and they were using. Um, uh, they were using a major poll and then uh, using uh, the smaller sample of Jewish that participated in a larger poll. Okay, so it didn't really, he's talking about the actual Jewish vote where they're polling just the Jewish population. The CNN poll drowned out with other people to dilute the results. Okay, so because they had a smaller sample size of Jewish people, and that smaller sample size was almost heavily non-religious people. So it wasn't an accurate because when it's all about samples, the sample size and your sample target audience on who you're targeting. Moving on. So you should because the Democrat Party is split, 
and there's just far too many anti-Semites on the left of that party. And the it, more anti-Semitic activity we have is where these, these Jewish voters are moving Republican. And the terrorist attack that was covered in the last episode of the Constitutional Patriot Podcast here in California, an act of terror and hate crime, which the person has yet to be charged as a terrorist or hate crime when he is an illegal, an illegal immigrant Palestinian Hamas terrorist from Jordan. Seriously. Anyway, let me change the subject for a second here. Your group is co-sponsoring the next Republican debate. How big a role will the war play in this debate? I think it's uh, Miami, November the 8th. How big a role for the war in the debate? Correct. I fully expect that foreign policy and America's role in the world will be a critical piece of the next debate. We're very much looking forward to co-sponsoring the debate. As you said, it's actually the first time a Jewish organization has ever co-sponsored a, a national presidential debate. So that's really exciting and a great uh, lean-in from the RNC to really elevate the Jewish community and our voices as the horrific events of October 7th in Israel have unfolded. And uh, we're very excited to hear uh, our candidates' vision for what America's role in the world is moving forward. Did you ask for a position in the debate? It had been a conversation that had been ongoing uh, earlier this summer. And then as the events, uh, unfortunately, in Israel came to light, this organization, the RNC, decided it was important to elevate the RJC, to elevate Jewish voices in the community, to make sure that our issues were given a platform and brought to the fore in this really important next debate on November 8th in Miami. See, the reason for that is, is because what did Biden do? Uh, what did Biden do about this anti-Semitism? Nothing. Nothing. He says he supports Israel, but he wants them to do a ceasefire, which is basically to let the the Hamas regroup, reorganize, resupply. That's what that uh, that's what that is. Oh, ceasefire. It's not a humanitarian cease or pause. It's basically get we're going we're going to pause the war, ceasefire, so we can so we can resupply you with rockets. That's what that is with money that from the taxpayer as humanitarian aid. This is bullcrap. This is insane. And and the thing is is that he in, in also doing that, he instead of instead of forming a co a, a task force to basically combat anti-Semitism in these colleges and to stop the terrorist attacks against Jews which are being um, they they represent 2% of the population and well over 60% of all hate crimes is against Jews. They're going to something that is, doesn't exist, Islamophobia. That's insane. That's insane. And and when you listen to that speech with uh, Giggling Word Salad when she was talking about this Islamophobia, when the numbers she's using, she runs all – she runs – all of the numbers from from the Jew, from the attacks on Judaism, the 400% attacks, increase attacks on anti-Semitism. She runs them in and claims them to be part of the Islamophobia. It's not. And just saying, well, attacks on religious groups have increased 400%. No, it's not. Attacks on religious groups have it have increased, but the attacks on Jewish people and Jewish churches. Have, based on religion, have increased 400%. That's where that number comes from, and she's lying. She's a liar. All Democrats lie. Democrat equals liar. Democrat equals dumbass. Okay, that's where we're going to end it here. Um, I have so much to cover. I still have three more videos that I didn't get to. 
but I need to keep this down below 30 minutes to, so that we'll fit in with the uh, podcast on ljdnpodcastradio.com. I'm so happy to be part of that network. So please listen, and we're going to take the moment to pray for Israel. Dear Lord Jesus, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray for the country of Israel. We pray for the IDF. May their bullets fly straight. May their bomb, their targeting, kill the, kill the evil enemies of Hamas. We pray for the victory of Israel, and we pray for the as few civilian casualties uh, collateral damage as humanly possible, but at the same time, we recognize the fact that Israel, your chosen people, have the right to self-defense. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. God bless America. God bless Israel. Thank you, and goodbye.